Hello. Hi. Are you there? I'm over here. Where? Marco. Polo. Marco. Polo. <laughs> <laughs> In case anyone was wondering, we haven't been here for the uh, past two episodes. Yep. We took a couple weeks off. Yes. And we're sorry for no advance notice, but we're not sorry because we feel much better now. Yeah. That's good to take breaks. Yeah. Well, we had a busy time with family here. Then they left and we didn't get a chance to even try recording anything with them or while they were here. Yeah. Time just flies. And then I just felt kind of drained. Well, I was sick. Oh, yeah. And you got sick. I got really sick. So that was we couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) It was not possible. Yeah. So now we're here. Yeah. And it's good to be here at like 100%. Kind of. Yeah. Well, more than we would have been before. I don't think I'm ever 100%. No. I don't think I'm ever 100%. I never really thought about that, but yeah. You're always just rolling at mm. 95 tops. Yeah. Hmm. She get that looked at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I could find a doctor. Oh, rabble, 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 Canadian healthcare. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we got lots to catch up on. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> well, we could start with some of our uh, our favorite things that we did while family was here and our first visits to Stampede. We could give our honest critique of right. Stampede. Go for it. All right. Um, well, the first thing we did going to Stampede, well, pretty much the first thing we did, we went down and saw DJ Diesel. And for those of you who don't know who DJ Diesel is, that is... Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal. The ball player. The Laker himself. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because I just wanted to see how big he was in real life. (laughs) Of course, it's really hard to see when you're in a crowd. But it's his face is what I thought was the funniest. Huh. You know when you're when you're listening to music, you're dancing, or you're playing music, or making music, and you get really into it, and you get that like disgusting face on your on, you yeah. know, like that. It's like with guitar players, we call it the stank face. It's yeah, like you smell something so, nasty, and your face screws up. It like was that. basically like that, and I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> um, but overall, you know, that was okay for me. Um, I struggled. I love I love going dancing and DJs and stuff, but I struggled with that because it, it just felt like it's, it's been a long time for one. And everybody around me was so tall and I was like not feeling it. So I couldn't see the stage really. I ditched you and Jordy in the crowd and went back to a table with some guys that were just sitting there, but there was like a free chair. So I'm like, is this chair available? And then I ended up standing up on that chair so I could see... And that was pretty fun. That's awesome. Yeah, the crowd wasn't the most fun part to be in, but my brother really wanted to get as close as we could. And I was like, you know what? That's normally something I don't want to do, fight through crowds. So I was like, but I'm just going to do it (laughs) and see how this goes. And my favorite part, though, was there was um, just before he went on, everyone was kind of getting super hyped and anticipating and like or anxious. That's the word I'm looking for. And um, a couple girls like got up on some guy's shoulders in front of us. And then the people behind us were like, "Uh uh-uh, fuck that. And they started like throwing ice cubes and cans and shit at them. They're like, get the fuck down. Yeah. Get the fuck down. And I was shocked at how many times these girls had to get pelted with ice before they were finally like, do you think we should get down? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, I just think that's that sucks for everybody. Yeah. Being up like I didn't, you know, it's it's hard. You're in a crowd with different sizes of people. You just shouldn't get up on someone's shoulders. It drives, I don't like that. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, maybe it's a difference of us being inside too. Like we were in a stadium mm-hmm. kind of space, a theater, a whatever. It's a big hall. It's a hall. Yeah. And just it's the it's, big four roundhouse so for it, those who know the, yeah, the so, grounds. So it's not like 
outside where it's almost a little bit more acceptable to get up on somebody's shoulders. This was a little bit more intimate. A little. Well, usually you do that if you're at the back of the crowd. You know, and these people were like already up front. Oh, yeah. The first rows. And it's like, come on. Yeah. Like, you know. We're all here to do the same thing, but when you oh. do that, you block even more people's views. Like, yeah, it's it's selfish. And then, in, but that's part of being in the crowd, you know. And it's yeah. like you gotta you gotta sort of fight through it. You may or may not get close. You might see something, and you just sort of ride on that excitement. But you got to be a little respectful. But at the same time, there were moments when I could feel someone trying to like push in front of me and squeeze in front of me, and I was just having a really fun time holding mm-hmm. my own ground and like I ain't moving. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, there's nowhere for you to go because if there was a gap, I'm hitting it first. So, like, there's no gap. Yeah. Excuse you. But, yeah. You know, people are going to try. Yeah. No, I was really happy where I was. Yeah. We didn't last too long. We got up to, no. like, three rows away or something. And then at one point, part of the stage came out towards the crowd. And Shaq came out from behind his setup and, like, out in front of the crowd and was yelling stuff and pumping his fists oh, and things. Funny. And <clears throat> I, I, at that moment, I felt like, cool, I'm close enough. Like, he's really big. That's Shaq. <laughs> this is cool. Uh, I'm too sweaty and I'm tired of, like, fighting people. <laughs> I'm going to get out of here now. Yeah. I I just, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, was, I wasn't that in, into the music. <laughs> it just sort of sounded like everything else. You hear that's just sounds. You know what? What I struggle with in EDM music is that I don't really do a lot of drugs and listen to it. So I'm mostly sober or like kind of buzzed, which is just not the same as what other drugs do, I guess. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I haven't done much drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Just gonna throw that in there. Yeah. Uh, proud of it too, proud of it. Good for you. But um, <laughs> and no judgment if you do. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting sidetracked here. But they have like the same rhythm, right? Where it's like the DJ builds it up, builds it up. There's this big intense moment. Everything stops, and then there's either a drop, and it goes into some other crazy like uh, tempo or heavy kick drum or something, or it's like a psych out, and all of a sudden it's not a drop, and it goes into something mellow. But it's just kind of like the same pattern over and over and over throughout all of that style of music and it's like i don't know there's something different about um like bands and acts when they play when they're still doing something like that but it just becomes really predictable and patternistic in edm well i think for me of course there's always a pattern but it just it's just the sound like what kind of sounds are being used and how they're being dropped and whatnot that uh, that's what i mean like i was just not i don't even care that much i only went because i wanted to go drink and hang out with you guys yeah and we did the bulls before yeah and the bull bull riding on the inside there and you didn't want to do it, so you took a video of Jordy and I. Yeah. It was fucking hard. It was? <laughs> it's slippery. So set it up for the people. What do you want? Well, no. There's two mechanical bowls and two yeah, little do, like, blow up rings. Verses. Yeah, so and it's a contest. Do you yeah, remember how long kinda. you have to hold on for? I just assumed I wasn't paying attention to Jordy because I was trying to hold on. I just yeah. assumed that one after one person fell, they you'd get up and do the next round. I thought they had a timer somewhere because like I some people no stayed idea. on for somewhere. but anyways. I have no idea. I was just worried about hanging on. Yeah. So but it's like, I was like, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I was just trying to hold on. I know. But I mean, they said it like, <laughs> you're you going against each other, but they get progressively harder. So if you stay on for that full round, then you go to a harder round. But the other person stays. Oh, is that how it goes? I think that's how it that's was working. That's so unfair. <laughs> well, the other person already got knocked off. So? You can't keep going. <laughs> You're trying to get to more rounds. And you can only you hold only, on with one hand. Yeah, but you only get like f- four turns or something anyway. Like, yeah, I don't it's know. It's not like you have unlimited turns. So, But there's nowhere to hook on to. I don't know what. I don't uh, Maybe you need to wear like chaps or something. Like some sort of <laughs> leather to hold on Somehow I was just wearing jeans and it was slip sliding (laughs) and it's fat too. So placing your legs and feet in like a grippy, it doesn't matter because your butt is sliding. So (laughs) 
Yeah. But it was fun. I remember you saying it. your legs were like burning Oh, my and legs for... were so sore for days after that. <laughs> my thighs, the inside of my thighs was holding on really hard. <laughs> you didn't know until after. That's funny. Well, that was fun, but that's all we did that night. Yep. But it was late because Shaq didn't go on until 1030 or something like that. So that was a late night. Yeah. Yeah. That was really fun. And then we went dirt biking with cousin Chev and family. You, you can talk about that because I didn't go. Right. Yeah, you didn't join us. No. Yeah. I got my period. Right. <laughs> For everybody to know, I couldn't go. <laughs> I was dying. We missed you. Um, yeah, so my cousin's really into dirt biking. And my dad, as a kid, uh, or like a teenager, was really into dirt bikes as well with his friends. Um, so he had come out here for a couple of visits and went dirt biking with them and decided he wanted to buy a bike and keep it at my cousin's. So when he comes up here, he can go dirt biking with them. And I just thought that would be something we would all enjoy doing together. Cause my brother rides dirt bikes and ATVs out at his work and around Carolina. And, you know, he loved mountain biking too. He's trying to sort of gear this whole trip around stuff he would enjoy in Alberta cause he'd never been out here. Um, and he had never met Chev either. So I'm like, oh, that's so perfect. Like, we can go, you can meet your cousin, and like, we can do something we all really enjoy. And it was loads of fun. And like, I have ridden a dirt bike maybe one time before in my life. Um, but it was really fun getting onto it and just like picking it up pretty quick. Yeah. And your mom hopped on too. Yeah. We even got my mom to ride. Yeah, I know really she was cool. nervous about that before because we talked about it. I'm like, I'm not going on it. <laughs> <laughs> I know I can't handle wheels. Like, four wheels or no. Yeah. <laughs> four wheels or nothing. How do they let you drive? That's oh, what I mean. I can drive four. four wheels. I can't do two. I don't know. Who was I talking? I was talking with somebody. Oh, I think it was Brad. Um, And I was just saying, I don't know. I, I think I flip over more on four wheelers than I do on a dirt bike. <laughs> Cause like you get all cocky on a four wheeler, but you're standing up taller and it's, that's you. Yeah, it totally is. <laughs> um, but anyhow, yeah, that was fun. We went and we found this area that had all kinds of fun hills and little like tracks and trails to ride out and around on. And, um, yeah, Chev finally convinced my mom to hop on the little 125 and showed her how things work, got her scooting around. And then next thing you know, she's out there riding with us. <laughs> that was really awesome. Nice. Proud of you, mom. Good work. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. And then we went back to Stampede. Yes, yeah, Sunday we went back <laughs> to the Stampede because we, well, during the day, because we didn't know what it was like. So I'll just say how I felt about it. Well, this is what we did. This, it, it's kind of a point. It was a pointless trip. We went in, we ate something, we had a couple beer and we left. <laughs> we didn't do fucking anything. But what I saw was just a ton of food vendors and they're, they start to become the same. You know, every like third vendor is the same thing. Uh, we went into the BMO building that had all these, um, you know, Vendors. Vendors. And the expensive as fuck. Found a really cute skirt for like 300 stupid dollars. So it's not like you could spend it, buy anything. And then, and then we were like, let's get a beer. And the only place you can get a beer is here or there. You have to be in the beer garden. That was kind of fun though. We had a couple drinks and they were playing music, but we left before the live music came. We did. Um, But But We got our pictures up on the big screen that yeah, you could text your photos into. they had a big into. screen. You could take photos, text it in, and that was fun. Um, and then we left. But honestly, like, I could barely see any rides. Yeah, a couple of rides. It reminded me of the Peony Playland in Vancouver, but just not as big. I don't know what really the difference is besides maybe more country music or, like, maybe different. I don't know, because they have live bands there, too. It just wasn't impressive. And we chose to go on a Sunday, which was also it probably was a bad idea. It was family day, too, yeah. so that was stupid. It was crowded as shit with too many strollers and just mayhem. Yeah, but when we were lucky because we went during the day, and then I saw videos later of what it was like at night. Oh, right. I remember and you And I that. have no idea how, how it's acceptable to have that fucking many people in a space. Yeah, it was crowded. 
Like you couldn't. What like are you people going even there moving. for at that point? What are like, you there for? You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of photos of like Los Angeles highways at um, rush hour time. You ever see those where it's like, you know, yeah, yeah. 40 just lanes lights. of traffic, just lights, Stopped. bumper to bumper, stop dead. Like that's what it looked like, except there's just people. Yeah. Because I'm like, how do you move? How do you get around? How do you ever get a bite to eat? How do you stop and enjoy it? Like there's just not space. Yeah. And I think that's just when I realized that this is just not for me. These things, certain things as I get older, I'm just like, hate people so much. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't want to be inside people. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I feel like a lot of events and like events. And parks and things have just gotten too crowded. Like, yeah. At least for my taste. Yeah. Because you know, that's mostly what I disenjoyed about our Disney trip as well was the same thing where I felt like yeah. there's too many people. I can't enjoy anything. And it's and nothing about food. Now. Like yeah. you are going into this place to buy food that's overly expensive, but there's barely anything else to actually witness or be entertained by. The same things with Disneyland. And all that shit. But I would have liked to have seen like some of the rodeo or the truck wagon. We yeah, we didn't do that. But if we do feel like doing that, we could do it next year and specifically go for that. But we just didn't end up doing that. So that was just our taste of the everything other than shows. Um, And we did try to go see what was that? uh, What was that thing going on? The motocross or something. Yeah, Monster Energy sponsors a like motocross jumping uh, show. So yeah, they have all then, these dudes ride around and go off this massive jump and do tricks and flips. And so we went over to go see that. Yeah, but then it's been thunderstorming. It finally stopped, but it had been thunderstorming for June and ju- most of July, and it thunderstormed, so they couldn't do it. It was raining. Yep. So we left. But before we get onto what we did next, what what did you think? Of the stampede, I feel like if I had a better idea of some of the scheduled events and things that are going on, like the motocross things, had tickets to go into a chuck wagon race or some or see the rodeo, or maybe if I could have gotten tickets to some artist I really wanted to see earlier, um, I'd go for that. But to just go and roam around and be there. Yeah. It's so pointless. And again, to me, it's just the size of the crowd. Mm-hmm. When I'm sardined everywhere I'm going, when I have to wait in long lines that are like more than a 15 minute wait to do something that's not even going to take me a minute of time or something. Or uh, like, honestly, the, the thing I really dislike about a lot of those events, too, is like the beer gardens. I'm like, oh, if you want to have a drink, you have to go into this one specific area. There's always a huge line. It's always really loud and rowdy and like, no I don't want to hang out there. Yeah, you have to stand and like can't, I can't just have a beer and go sit at all these other tables that mm-hmm. are around or somewhere else. Like what fucking like how old do you think we are? Come on. Yeah. I don't know. I I understand that other people aren't maybe get too weird with their booze. Like I get it, but just feeling like I'm stuck in this crowd that's already making me uncomfortable. I can't really do anything I enjoy. Um, I'm out. Yeah. And then getting kind of bummed out that the thing I really did want to see, I was stoked to see the motocross jumps. Like that was something my dad, brother and I, we used to go up to, um, uh, the old BC place (laughs) back when it had that pillowy dome top to it. Um, and we would see the monster jam show, but before the monster trucks came out, they always had the motocross guys come out and do all these crazy jumps. So, (laughs) Something like that always brings me back to childhood and has those good memories attached. So I was bummed I didn't get to see that, especially with Dad and Jordy. But, oh, well, we went on and had more fun. Yeah, we went to the Greta Bar. Which, you know, now that I'm thinking about this, it's kind of funny how this mirrors the Disney trip where we were feeling (laughs) sick of that. And so we went to Dave and Buster's, which is like Greta Bar, and we had a blast. For sure. There's a theme here. You know what we didn't do, though? We didn't get any of those strip pictures. No, we did not. Yeah, that would have been fun to squeeze us all in there. They worked on everything. What? I don't know. Like, there were some things I would tap my card to, 
Oh, for I guess for those who are listening, you like get this little preloaded card and you go around and you can tap it on different games and things that they have. And it like takes away points and stuff and you play them. But on Sundays, you can pay five dollars plus tax and oh, right. have unlimited That's, hour I think we did play. go to try actually and it didn't work because of that. Yeah. yeah. I think you actually need to have a regular loaded card. So, so yeah. okay. So that's fine. That's fine. But we didn't take any family photos. I got some videos of my mom on the um, deer hunter game. Yeah. Yeah. She missed. <laughs> <laughs> that game is hard. Okay. It is. It is. I'm not going to blame her. <laughs> no. It's hard, yeah. but it was funny because she was so into it. Like she had her like three point stance and she was aiming and all real close and super intense and looking. And then it's like, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> you shot a tree. <laughs> <laughs> nice. She did get some kills. She got some points on there. Nice. Yeah. So that was good fun. Yeah. And then and the next day you guys went to Banff. Yeah. And then my brother and I headed out to Banff for a good nature hike because my brother living over in Carolina is not around any kind of impressive mountains. Like there's the Appalachian mountains, but they're not really that big. <laughs> <laughs> like they're, they're foothills to mm-hmm, what we're mm-hmm. used to. Um, you know, like we grew up in the Cascade mountains and now living here, we're up against the Rocky mountains, which are like the biggest fucking mountains between the U S and Canada. Um, so I was really excited to to go out there with him and to just hike along. And then we met this couple from Iowa and they joined our group because they read a sign on the trail that said you have to be in groups of three or more because of bears or and like if you get in trouble or I don't know exactly how, but the guy, the guy read the sign. My brother and I walked past it. Yeah. <laughs> we know what we're doing. We're not afraid of no bears. Let's go. Jordy's like um, one and a half. Guys. Yeah, but somehow anyway. there's a $20,000 fine that could be issued. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah. I don't, well, that's why the guy came up. He's like, hey, that sign says if we're not in groups of three or more, we could get fined. Oh He's God. like, so uh, we want to be a group? And I'm like, sure. Like, I'm not worried about the fine. I'm not worried about the bears. But okay. Doesn't hurt to have two more. And they kept a good pace. Like, they, they were fit and could keep up. But they kind of kept to themselves. You know, I tried chatting with them a little, asking where they're from and, you know, what they're doing, if you know, why they're here. But then they were just kind of having their own little conversation. So we were like, I guess if anyone came yeah. and asked, it's like, yeah, 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 we're together. But we kind of just did our totally. own little hikes. But it was awesome. We hiked along the lake. Um, oh, man, I just forgot the name of it. But anyhow, it's just on the north side of Banff. Like, um, if you're driving in there, anyhow, it's a cool little hike that takes you up up the river that feeds into this lake. Uh, I think you could hike around the lake, but that side was closed. So we started hiking up against the river. And then we came down to this cool washed out area where you could um, hop your way through all these giant boulders and tumbled trees and everything that had landslid down. And you could cool. make your way down to the river. And we like dunked our faces in the river and took photos and had fun. And then we started to hear thunder and we're like, we should uh, roll back to the car then. <laughs> yeah, it did end up raining. Yeah. We got into the car before the worst of it, but on the drive back, oh my God, there were moments where it felt like, like there was a dump truck in front of you that was full of water and it just opened it on the front of your car. That happens here. Like when I've called you after work and I'm like, okay, I can't talk anymore. I have to focus because it's a flood. It's a, it's nonstop a flood. Your wipers do nothing. It's scary. It's the only time I've had to put them on like super high. And it actually works because, like, it just you you have to. You have a glimpse. Yeah. <laughs> Am I still in the lane? I'm not hitting anybody. And then the cool part with it was there was all this lightning happening too, um, in the mountains as we were driving out. So, like, from Banff to like Bear's Paw, the whole way was just rain and lightning and thunder, and it was really cool at times. But then, you know, once you can't see and you're like surrounded by all these other cars, you're like, oh, my God, I'm a little scared now. Yeah. When it would lighten up, you're like, this is super cool. I've never been in the mountains in (laughs) like a lightning thunderstorm like that. Mm -hmm. And then Jordy and I were just like chatting about life and careers and decisions and goals and what we want to do. Because like he just hit 30 and it's feeling like a big milestone for him. And I'm like coasting into my 30s. (laughs) <laughs> like, I'm pretending I'm not in thir- my 30s. 
<laughs> it is, it's fun. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Like talking with someone you've known and who's known you your whole life. But then you've also spent a bunch of time away from each other and have been sort of on these different paths. Um, but then you come back together and you talk about feeling so many of the same things and having the same doubts about your decisions or which direction you want to go and how you're how you're feeling about what you're doing. And um, yeah. So that was yeah. cool. Yeah. That went deep. <laughs> As it should. <laughs> this is, mm -hmm. We don't know when we're going to see him next. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, I'm really happy he, he come out. We made him a little basket with some snacks and some Canadian stuff and some money and some Tim Hortons card and other like fun things. And we iced him. You can tell people what that means. <laughs> Last time when we were visiting his place in Carolina, somehow um, icing people came up, which is where you hide a Smirnoff ice around like someone's house or, or, or wherever, wherever, wherever you, you think wherever somebody's going to find it. Yeah. And when the person finds it, then they have to get down on a knee and they have to chug it. And it's gross. I guess it's a thing in, in, in our family now, though. Yeah. It's kind of become a thing because my parents really grabbed onto it that time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. They were good. Good spirits. They did. They did. Good job. Yeah. Watching your mom chug us. Ice is I just remember how excited my dad got like. He heard it. He's like, what? That's a thing? Like, we're going to the store now. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, we're going to hide these yeah. around and get everybody. Yeah. Um, so we got him that the first night wrapped yeah. it in the towel. Don't know why he even went in that <laughs> towel that first night, but that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. We didn't do it beyond that. It, no. It didn't really become a thing, but it was a fun little throwback moment to say, hey, remember when we did this? Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we got to... Uh, jump into Jordy's world a little bit. Yes, actually, that was that was fun. I, that was really I was fucking scared at first. I was really nervous. Um, so we went to iFly and did some wind tunnel skydiving. They call it indoor skydiving. Indoor skydiving in a wind tunnel. Yeah, where you have somebody. Um, what do you call those guys? Like a guide, you have somebody there holding Instructor? on to you pretty much the whole time. Yeah. Unless you're um, advanced. Yeah. Unless you're my brother. Which was really <laughs> cool. I was really stoked to watch him do all those tricks. It was cool. And I think my favorite part was the way that they were talking to each other with their hands yeah. and the way it's like, it's all shaky. It's, I don't know. I just remember your brother going like shaky hands. And I'm just like, that's so cool. Like, you know how to talk to each other midair. Yeah. And I remember I did actually a really good job. I took to a pretty, but I'm like that person though. I don't want to cause any problems. So I better be, I'm disciplined enough to better get it right. Like right away or adjust quickly so that I'm not a problem for anybody. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't want to get out of control in there. Um, well, especially after watching some of the kids that went in there and them like flailing, couldn't couldn't get still. Yeah, um, I remember that's thinking not me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but I, when I was going into it and they were making all this big fuss about things and doing, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, whatever. You just sort of flail around or something, and and then it's fine. And then I watched what actually happens, and they described ways in which you could also just be like whipped into the side of it too or like get knocked out or really fucked up break bones and shit i was like oh yeah i guess that actually does make sense when there's like because what was it like 60 70 mile an hour winds blasting up through there oh, it was, and it like, was high <laughs> yeah I, and then it was getting high like falling into it and feeling all of a sudden like whenever i had this glimmer of um oh i might be losing control or going or like I don't know. I was trying to subtly maneuver myself around just to get a feel for, okay, how subtle is the movement? But then I would get, um, I would, I would get a, a little taken aback because the guy was holding on to you the whole time. And then he would just move you wherever he wanted you to be. So there were, I was kind of having this weird experience of like, Ooh, I might try and like turn myself a little left. And then the guy just like whips me around. Right. And I'm like, okay, either I like went too far or just like, 
the guy didn't even know I was doing that. Like, yeah, no, he he probably was just he didn't he probably didn't know you're a beginner. He was just making sure you're stable. And yeah. um, he did say if you can, um, can uh, if you're in control, uh, like you, you can have the right shape and stuff. He doesn't have to hold on to you as much. You can yeah. float there. But he would help turn you around and stuff. So you yeah, weren't just like would, sitting in one spot. He, he didn't, And then play. he would give you a little up and down because like, you know, he didn't want you to lose control and fly away. So he's not <laughs> going to like let you fly up really yeah. high. But it was fun. We both did that extra high one. So they bring in the like more certified instructor and they take you up like, what was that, 20 feet or something? I don't know. But when you got up there, it was a lot harder to uh, hold on to your shape. Yeah. And also, I, f- I f- feel like my face was just like, I, d- I don't even know what to say. It was just, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't hold on it. I don't know. But it was, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad we did it. And now I think that I could just go in there and not be, I don't know what I was scared about. You're in a fucking tunnel. There's somebody there holding you. I think, I don't know. It was fun. Yeah. It was a blast. It was just short, you know. For sure. Because we, I only went in there twice, mm-hmm. but it's expensive. Yep, as all fun things are. <laughs> but it was really awesome, and that was fun. Because um, like I haven't done a skydive yet, um, because I really want to go for my first time with like my dad and my brother. And I was jealous because sometime during the COVID times, um, my brother was down in Snohomish, which is like a little north of Seattle. And then my parents met him down there and him and my dad went up and did a dive together. I was like, man, like, but if I could be let in the country, I would have gone. <laughs> but Jordy's not certified to tandem yet, is he? No. Yeah. I'll go when he's certified for tandem and he can take me out. <laughs> oh, well, I was like, I would do it. Because like how they did it was that because um, like my dad's no longer certified. Um, he used to do. uh skydiving um when he was in the military but because it's been so long um you know he doesn't have any qualifications for anything so basically my brother had jumped on his own and my dad went tandem with somebody else i was like yeah i would do that a tandem with somebody that they know no i was like an instructor at the place that's scary i guess i'm just like i only trust who i know But I, I think after that, and if I were with all of you guys, like I would probably, I would, I would be scared, but I would do it. I'd, I'd do that over bungee jumping. I think bungee jumping is something that I'd wish that I could say that I would do because I'm cool, but like that, but I'm not, I don't want to do bungee jumping. I'm so fucking scared of bungee jumping. Me too. But if somebody's holding on to me in the sky, I feel a little bit more safe that way. Yeah. And I'm okay to go curse flat as long as it's fast. And it feels like it's a cooler view and experience. You yeah. Know? I'm like, you get to jump out of a plane and like ride that. Like you get this just first person point of view of like landing as a plane, you know, like you get to just and gradually I've always come down. been so curious about how the fuck do they know where to land? You just spot your landing. No, but like, where do you, when do you jump and where do you go? There's all this space. There's some math to it. I that's what I don't understand. I don't get it. Yeah, Jordy was explaining to me at some point because um, he said he was on a jump where it was a bit cloudy, but he said through parts of the clouds he could see whatever the like marker was on the ground because like there's certain roads and whatever yeah. that they use to you know be able to know where they are. So. Um, He was jump master on that, which is the person in charge of telling everyone, like, when to exit the plane. And I guess, like, the only rule was if you can see, like, your marker or your landing zone or whatever, like, you're good. Like, go ahead and jump, even though there was a ton of cloud and everyone's going to be falling through cloud and they might not see where they are in time. But as long as you're trusting that your jump master knows where you are and you jump out at the right time and you pull your chute at the right altitude heading in the right direction on your compass, like, it'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But he said he got down from that jump and a bunch of the guys were like, yeah, that was like a little cloudy to jump eh, or something. He's like, 
but you made it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, you got to have all the trust and faith in your... That's true. Fellow soldiers or whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to trust the expert or whoever is in charge and has that responsibility. Because it's like, hey, they have the best perspective yeah on that so trust their judgment yeah and they have to have the confidence to uh, make that call mm-hmm. yeah it can be hard though yeah 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 and then after that i went back to work and you guys had a couple of days or a day at least um to do family things alone yeah we just kind of hung around for the most part we went driving around um you know, stopped off at the river in Inglewood. My brother and I went and rode bikes around town. Showed him uh, Jimmy's Denaire and shawarma, which he absolutely loved. Because mm-hmm. you know, he'd been over in Iraq enjoying, like, all of that food. They would have, like, I think he said Sunday cookouts. Where the guys would just bring these big spits of lamb and beef and whatever. And, <laughs> oh, so he was really stoked with that. Yeah. It was really good stuff. And yeah, it was just kind of the casual wind down from like all the adventuring because we had just been like out and going and doing and zipping around. And I mean, there's still so much more we could have gone around and there's seen. There's always but, so much more. It always is a fast trip. Yeah. So. So, yeah, that was the end of Stampede and Calgary Adventures. Yeah, so they left on the Thursday and Saturday morning. I was sick as a fucking dog. (laughs) For So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So five days. Five days ill. Well, the last day I was finally recovering, but that was two two days worth of antibiotics. And yeah. Horrible. I, I made a nest on the futon downstairs and I didn't leave it for five, five days. Yeah, pretty much. Four days. <laughs> Four days. The fifth day, I did finally have a little bit of energy to get up, but it just wasn't right to go to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because that's a whole different set of energy. Yeah, I'm, I got to move fast. I'm cleaning houses. And also, there's a lot of clients that are... Um, Immunocompromised. Mm-hmm. So, or have kids, and which is probably how I got sick. <laughs> Just oh, yeah. kidding. No, it was it was Stampede. Actually, the client house I went to today, um, one of the members there has been fucking sick ever since. Uh, for a past week or so. Yeah. So it sounds like it's going around. I guess. Yeah. What was it? Britta was just sick, and then Julie. Uh, Adam's girlfriend was also sick. Yeah, you're kind of sick now. Yeah, I'm dealing with a scratchy, painful throat. (laughs) Yeah, makes sense. But it's all good because I found a doctor to see tomorrow. Yahoo! (laughs) You should have him just check you out then. I am. I'm going to mention it to him. Like, hey, I'm dealing with this. Uh, Feels like it's It's getting better. It's only been a few days, but I was out for... And I had a week of a cough beforehand. Yeah. And so maybe you just mes- mention that in case something happens to come up next week or yeah, whatever. Exactly. I'll, I'm trying to head it off early before we take off again. <clears throat> yeah. So basically after that, we didn't do a podcast because I was sick and all I did was watch mo- movies. I watched so much TV. And you know when you watch TV when you want to watch TV and it's great, but when you have nothing else to do, so all you do is watch TV? It fucking sucks. <laughs> it sucks. I hate it. I did play some video games, but those got boring. It takes energy <sighs> making decisions and like moving things around on the screen. And then I, I like was napping here in, in and out during the days too. So you napped a lot. Yeah. So the way to recover. Slept most of the nights too. So it was like you slept a lot during the day. And then you just slept at night. It's what happens when you're sick. Like yesterday, you were asleep. You slept. You had like three naps. Mm-hmm. It's true. But yeah, it does make you better. It does make you better. Oh, speaking of making better, just before my family arrived, I had my last appointment or my last check-in with the um, with the cancer clinic. And everything was looking good. Woo! And it's been three years of following up. 
or yeah, whatever, three years. Anyhow, they said, uh, this is pretty much like you've been good. Oh, like we're just gonna, like, this is a good time to discharge you because you don't need to come seeing us. Like just have regular checkups with your doctor to do the blood work. So that's why I was finding a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. So that felt really good because I was quite nervous about that. You're always nervous when you go in, but you've had nothing but good checkups. I get nervous when I feel anything weird. Like even right now, having some swollen lymph nodes with this neck thing, I'm like, no. It's not in the same spot, though. No. And there's a clear indication that I was just sick. Because it's like from here to here. But I know, but it's a physical thing that just brings back that I can understand that. Yeah, you have. I'm like, I know that's not what it is. PTSD, kind of. Yeah, but you're like, the last time I felt this, it was. Totally. Yeah, so you're like, ah. Yeah, no, I'm happy. Because I just don't want to deal with that again. It's not going to happen. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. We're good. I'm good. Everything's good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That feels like a great place to end this one. Yeah, because I don't really, honestly, for the time that we've been away, we filled you in with everything because there's nothing else that has happened besides that. Um. Yeah. Well, on next week's episode, then, we'll have to tell you about the Barbie movie. And our adventures to BC. Can we just talk about the Barbie movie right now? Okay, we'll do it right now. So we went... Okay. Bonus! <laughs> we went on a date on Saturday. Was it Saturday we went to go see Barbie? Yep. Saturday at one twenty. Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. That's right, that's right. Because Aaron came over on Friday. Okay, so Saturday we went to um, see Barbie. Because, you know, why not? At first, I was like, we're not going to go fucking see Barbie. We can wait for Barbie. And then we woke up in the morning. We're like, let's go see Barbie. Because <laughs> you were actually interested in going to see it. I have been interested in that whole Barbenheimer thing that was going around the internet for weeks But beforehand. we didn't go see Oppenheimer. No, because you didn't want to see a three-hour movie. And I didn't want to see a three-hour movie and then a two-hour movie. Mm-hmm. So it was a good decision. I don't think I could actually watch both in a day. But nonetheless, it just got me intrigued. And I'm like, you know what? I'll go see Barbie in a theater. Like, hell yeah. Yeah. And Plus, I love Ryan Gosling in comedy. And you love Can Margot just, Robbie, too. Yeah. My uh, my iPhone is in Australian. Because. The series has an Australian accent because it sounded like Margot Robbie. And I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so when it first came on, for the first maybe half an hour... I was questioning our decision. <laughs> I yeah. was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this fucking ridiculous movie? Really ridiculous. <laughs> um, but I'm glad we stuck to it because it actually got really, it, it was pretty, it was pretty funny, but also so annoying. Yeah. Ken. Hi, Ken. Ken. Hey, Ken. Hey, Ken. Beach Ken. Barbie Ken. Barbie. Barbie. Barbie, Barbie, everybody's because everybody's fucking Barbie and everybody's fucking Ken. And then there's like the real world, but there's the Barbie land. Wait, wait. And then it's like. And there's Alan. Okay, I'm sorry. And then there's <laughs> Alan and then there's other people, but they don't actually really matter. But the storyline was so stupid, but it worked. It was hilarious. It was chaotic. I keep totally. thinking about it now after, but my my thoughts are so jumbled it's not like, you know, when a movie sticks with you because it's so profound, there's something about it or it's really sad or hurtful or scary or something. And this just stuck with me because I can't remember how to put it together. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But Ryan Gosling made the movie. He made the movie for me. 100%. And he was so annoyingly funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the best way to describe the whole movie. Yeah. Because it's, well, I think I was, began looking through it through the lens of a social commentary satire. (laughs) Yeah. And once I sort of figured out that that's what the movie is, it became even funnier to me. I could sort of see through the chaos and the plasticity and there is a subtext to all of it that's just kind of making fun of a lot of our consumer culture and the companies and the disconnects we have between like reality and the fantasy worlds that we live in. Yeah. And the fact that, uh, 
Barbie was supposed to represent these, well, represent all empowering young girls and women and stuff, and it actually didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it was very, and, and it's all run by men. Yeah. All run by men. Maybe the person that made her was a woman, but yeah, no, it's really funny. I think, I really feel like I have to see it again because of how confused my mind is thinking about it now. <laughs> yeah. Just some of the shows. This is fucked. <laughs> so fucked up. But some of her outfits were so cool. 100%. The fashion was on point, as you would expect from a Barbie movie. Because they are all actual Barbie outfits. Yep. And I'm not going to lie, I really want that I am Ken Nuff. Okay, but don't tell the people. The sweatshirt. I'm telling the people. I just want that sweatshirt. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you why. You got to watch the movie. But it's just hilarious. And I, I think it also points to part of the movie that I found really funny is that the characters are just always changing outfits. Yep. Like within scenes even. Yeah. Uh, unexplained. Like, because that's how that t-shirt or that sweatshirt pops in. He's just all of a sudden in it because it matches part of what's going on. And you're like, this is hysterical. Like, I love that. Um, just from that perspective, like I say, of viewing it as a, a satire movie because it seems that people these days are so obsessed as well, especially online. Like I think that's what I was viewing it as. Like if Barbie land is a metaphor for our social media presence and then there's the <laughs> real world that and it's like, funny. we're this fake, perfect, whatever, perfect thing out here. But the real world is messy and gross and not at all like that perfect little um, perfect little place. It's funny how um, sexist it is at the same time. The movie? Or yeah. In what way? Well, you don't know what way? Well, I think I do. It's I a, just want to hear you, like, okay. how you. I guess, um, well, I think it, I never ever thought of Ken being a uh uh what do you call them a sidekick right because when i used to play barbies barbie and ken were couple right it's a partner a partner i never not had a Ken. So I never thought of Barbie being the only one. Mm -hmm. And then, and then watching this and seeing just, you know, like how I don't want to give anything away. So I'm having a hard time, like talking about it. Uh, I don't think you're giving anything away. Well, just that I, I think it's hilarious that Ken Feels like he needs to bring. So before Ken went to the real world. He was fine. But then he was influenced by. The masculinity. And the way that. The real worlds run. Mm -hmm. By men. Yeah. And brings that to Barbie land. Because Barbie lands run by. Women. Right. And then I think what bothers me now that I think about it, or did it end that way? Well, we don't want to give away the ending. No, I know. I'm not thinking like, this is like a battle between men and women. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of stupid. I wish that that was a little bit different. But fucking Ken had some funny shit to say. <laughs> I, I, I just, that, I just, horses, that just, that came to mind. And I'm just like that. That's all that matters. All that horses. Ken wants is just to be acknowledged and loved. Yeah. And it's funny because that's, I mean, kind of what the whole movie points to is that's what we all want. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I had this thought when you were mentioning that Barbie was meant to be this symbol of, 
all that women can be and do. There's, I remember this from some of the religious parts of my upbringing. There always seems to be trouble in human society when we create these idols that represent ourselves or what we should or could be because we can never agree on it. And it turns into this whole argument over what this thing should be. And I think maybe that's where that sense of silliness arises from. Cause you look at it and you go, you can just live your life, you know, like this thing can exist. Um, and it will only have power that like you give it. So if you pay attention to that thing, if you let it bother you, if you let your thoughts dwell on that, like that's the problem. Well, but like that thing can be out there and maybe it does some good for somebody and that's great. But if it bothers you, like you don't have to engage with it or really spend any of your energy thinking about it or ever. So I think that's what I also liked about, uh, um, there were many different morals of this story, but one, one moral was like, these Barbies are, are one thing. They are made to be one thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what the problem was, was we are, we, so you're trying to show girls that they could be many different things, except the way that you are. Uh, what's the word you're, uh, the way you are selling it is that this one Barbie is this way and this other Barbie is just this one way. It, it, it just, it, yeah, you, you can be more than the one thing. Yeah. And when you are made to be something, one thing, life is pointless. Yeah. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Because these things, they can't be more than one thing because they aren't living and conscious. And it's okay to have dark, depressing thoughts. Yeah. It sure is. And not be perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's how you use them. And again, if you can take those dark, depressing things and turn them around into ways that can share love with people in the world, with your family, with those who are close to you, with your partners, with your wife, your husband, your whoever you might be. Um, I think that's hilarious to me how all of our stories and allegories and everything throughout history has always come back to you have to love. You have to just give love. And, love and, and happiness. <laughs> you know, like that's all that Ken wanted, right? But Barbie was... Yeah. Um, you know, unable to do that. And then in the end, that's all Barbie wanted. But we won't talk about the end. Yeah. Because that just gives away like everything. But yeah, I just find it funny how both characters have like that same want. And that same desire. And it's just like ships in the dark. I think it's hilarious, too, how everybody was like, oh, Ryan Gosling's too old to be Ken. But seriously, the entire cast, most of them are made up of uh, after 30-year-olds. <laughs> you know what I mean? People got to forget that it's not a historical fucking documentary. <laughs> it's a fictional movie that's just yeah. for fun. No, he was funny. Yeah. He was so funny. He was a riot. It reminded me of... um. Oh, what was that other movie I loved him in? This one with Steve Carell and Emma Stone. Oh, Love Punch Drunk Love. No, that's something? Adam Sandler. Crazy. Crazy Stupid Love? Yeah. Yeah. Same. He was like the I never funniest comedic. You haven't? No. Nope. Okay, we have to watch that. Yeah. Because he's hilarious in that movie. I, he's, I think he's one of the funniest actors out there. He started off in comedy. He's... Got a weird sense of humor. And I think that's why I like it. Did you ever see the one that he did? It was a little indie film called Lars and the Real Girl. Yes, I did. Like that to me was the epitome of his comedic style. Like, oh my God, because you play it so straight. But the whole concept is absolutely ludicrous. One of my favorite movies. And this is one of his darker moments. Like, I haven't been able to find it anywhere. Uh, it's called The United States of Leland. I don't think I heard of that. It's so good. 
he's like a depressed kid. He kills his girlfriend's brother who has a disability, like a mental disability. And it's just so full of sadness. And at my and when I was a teenager, like I just soaked all that up, right? That yeah. was just, oh, that's how I feel, but I'm not gonna kill anybody. But that's how I feel. You know, it was it was it's such a good movie. We gotta find that somewhere. I don't know where to find it. Okay. So I show United you Crazy States Stupid Love Leland. and you show me United States of Leland. I just don't know where to find it. And we have a gosling movie day. Yeah. Oh my god, we should dress up like ducks. We could be little goslings and watch Brian Gosling with a Canadian flag. Oh my god. Yep. And put it on the parody. Yeah. Instagram. So, but I would just say, like, to anybody that wants to see the movie who isn't die hard or who just wants to, or, or like, who, okay. If, if you want to see it just to get out of the house, go see it because movies are actually cheaper than they ever used to be now because of COVID. So, why not? It was $16 a ticket to go see. Um, but if you're not, if you don't care that much, wait don't go as a critic no you gotta go with an open mind we went with an open mind go as an excited audience member like you're going to the movies i promise you it's not trying to sell you barbie shit yeah it's no not i guarantee you it is not what you think based off of the ads and the advertising and the marketing and i'm with you there i'm so sick and tired of the barbie marketing and Mm -hmm. seeing it everywhere it's annoying but you have to leave all that behind you and go in the theater and just be ready to laugh and enjoy uh, this piece of piece of art yeah. because it really is like it's 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 so well done because you can look at it without even thinking of the word Barbie like yep. it's just another movie I don't actually really see Barbie in it in a way yeah. do you know what I mean kind of weird to think yeah and you have to remember from from like a filmmaking in the on the business side of it um using barbie uh is something that's really appealing because there's going to be so many people that have a connection to it and so like they know it's going to pull people in so like that's why they're going to make it but what i love about this like they didn't do the marvel kind of thing where they just make something that's kind of brainless and dumb and like it you know there's nothing much to those stories in terms of a social commentary that you can or at least that i can relate to perhaps like this one is something that but i mean also as a filmmaker because you know she references other classic films in the way that um I'm, i'm referring to greta gerwig the director like the scenes and how she's arranged them and shot them you know shot by another great dp rodrigo prieto who I also really love. Um, like it's just got top tier talent behind the cameras and in front of the cameras, bringing this whole thing to life with, um, yeah, in a way that I don't think you would see. Like you could tell that same story without using the Barbie characters. But, oh yeah. But using the Barbie characters just makes it more accessible to. And also a has audience. just skyrocketed consumerism. Yeah, probably. But. I will not lie, and this will be the last thing I say about Barbie, is that I don't even remember Margot. It was all about Ryan Ken. <laughs> Ryan's Ken. When I think about it, I think about Ryan. Simon's Ken was good, too. Simon? Yeah. Who's Simon? The actor who played the Asian Ken. Is that his name? Yeah. Okay, so all the Kens were funny as fuck, especially in that one scene. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, Simon was such a great foil. Too. I didn't know that was his name. But, um, yeah, he's to, also to in the, uh, what's his, the guy with the, the he's in a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. But either way, the Kens were hilarious. And then Ryan Gosling was the star. I'm out. <laughs> Barbie out. I liked Alan. <laughs> Michael Sarah looks so weird in it though. He's he a funny random character. So random. Uh, I liked it because he was Barbie's ally though. Like he was yeah. a girl. Yeah. It was hilarious. <laughs> he was perfect for it though. 
Um, cool. Yeah, we got all, right. all we got all the genitals. <laughs> we got all the I got all the genitals. <laughs> and bye. Bye. <laughs> this is-